Pag-usapan ng gabi sa tanan, a blessed evening to uh, all of us. That in everything that we experience and we go through, we always believe that God is faithful. That's why we do not need to worry. We do not need to doubt much more. We must not give up and surrender as we continue and pursue our spiritual goals in life. Praising God for this opportunity that we can once again be blessed, be filled, be satisfied, and be content with God's provision for all of us. Yes, coming to this portion and closing our study in the book of 1 Thessalonians, this is the second part of the last part of uh, chapter 5. And this speaks, brethren, of God's warning to us. But the Word of God gives us enlightenment. The Word of God gives us comfort, encouragement, that though we always have this tendency na agyud ang piligro sa atong kinabuhi because we have the tendency to be complacent. Doon natay tendency nga muluag sa atong gitawag ng mga spiritual discipline, spiritual goals. That's why we need to be reminded and uh, looking at the context of these brethren, Paul wanted to close his letter with a strong message that even in the midst of persecutions because that's what the believers, the young believers in the church in Thessalonica, in the city of Thessalonica, in the province of Macedonia, they experienced persecutions and especially temptations from this pagan culture. Because remember, this city is a diverse uh, city, has diverse uh, cultures, and so predominant in that culture is the pagan influence. And so these young believers find it hard and were really struggling sa ilang uh, pagatubang sa mga persecution o sa mga temptations. Now, no matter how we achieve in our performance, you know, we always rejoice every time we experience success in uh, our spiritual lives. You know, every success or a milestone that we experience, we always rejoice. And, you know, remember, just like what the performers uh, tell us, that we're only good with our last performance. We cannot be complacent, brethren. We cannot just, you know, a little bit loosen with what we are holding on to. We cannot just be losing our grip even a bit when it comes to what the Lord has 
already given us, provided us, so we can always and continue to pursue our spiritual goals in life. Remember, we are still in this journey. And complacency or mediocrity, no place in what we call pursuing our spiritual disciplines in life. And so in this last portion of uh, chapter 5, verses 12 to 28, still Paul wanted to remind them to be always watchful for the return of Christ because anything can happen and Jesus will return any time of the day. And so brethren, when we talk about complacency, we must always protect ourselves. Yes, God is going to protect us, absolutely, and that is His promise, but we also need to do our part because we have also our part in protecting from complacency. Now talking about complacency, to understand better the word complacency, being complacent means you feel there's what we call quiet pleasure or security. Often while unaware of some potential danger, defect, or unpleasant possibilities. You know, in Christian life, in our Christian journey, naaning tanan kanunay, potential danger, defect, mga gitawag unpleasant possibilities, we do not know what lies ahead. We do not know what is there in front of us because remember, we cannot see our tomorrow. We do not know what God would allow us to experience every single day. We do not know what the enemy will do. Because remember, the enemy will not announce when he attacks. Though we may know his strategies because, you know, the, the enemy does not and has not changed his strategies. And that is very clear in the Word of God. Remember when Jesus Christ, after his baptism by John the Baptist, Miagisha, he experienced temptations from the enemy. And from that account in Matthew chapter 4, we learn about his strategies. But what we do not know is how he is going to attack us. Kinsay gamiton sa kaaway in attacking us and whatever. His tools, his weapons, that what, that's what, uh, you know, unclear to us. So we should not have this what we call self-satisfaction with an existing situation. Kanabitaw mo ingon tanga, ah okay na ko. As long na kadawat ko sa ginoo, 
as long na mauni, mauni, okay ko. Remember this, brethren. God not only hates believers who are complacent, He also hates believers who are mediocre in their performance. Those who are not giving their best, who do not perform in excellence. You know, remember that, that the sermon, that message shared to us by uh, Pastor Yancey, is good enough, really good. Ang maayo ba ang mabuhat nato, mauna na pinakamaayo para nato o mustap na diha sa maayo? The Word of God tells us to do excellence in everything we do for God. Meaning, when we say the best from us and the best of us, it results to excellence. Meaning, you know, when we, when we perform, when we serve, when we do our best for God, the saying goes that we do not leave any stone unturned. We should do our best, our excellent. In excellence, we serve God. And in waiting for the return of the Lord, being watchful for His second coming, there is no place for complacency. Because those who are complacent in their spiritual journey, in their spiritual disciplines, are those who unknowingly will fall along the way. Maunang kasagaran ng mga hulog, maunang kasagaran ng mapandol, mastumble. Maunang kasagaran ng masideline. You know what I mean by being sidelined? You know, we no longer are effective as powerful with our testimony because of our failures in life. Brethren, God warns us, and this is now our protection from complacency. We need, number one, what we call conformity to God's commands. Conformity. Obedience. Meaning, we agree with God with what He tells us to do. All of God's requirements, we agree and we submit. And that is conformity. Now in this portion, medyo mas taas ang atong discussion. We discuss medyo a little bit uh, lengthy because Paul wanted the believers, the young believers in Thessalonica to adhere to these commands. And Paul wanted and made it sure nga masabdan nila that they understood what Paul was trying to emphasize here. So we look now at uh, chapter 5, starting verse 12. 
until verse 22. Paul was discussing to them, number one, in conforming or in conformity to God's commands, Paul mentions something about attitudes. And in verses 12 and 13, Paul mentions about their attitudes toward church leaders. The Word of God says, Now we ask you, brothers or brethren, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. Now looking at the original, in the Greek, it says, Moreover, we implore you, brothers, to appreciate those toiling among you and taking the lead over you in the Lord and admonishing you. That's why I, I mention what is written in the Greek because it gives us the whole idea of what Paul was referring to. The attitudes, the essential attitudes toward church leaders. Now some commentators think that this refer to pastors and deacons. It could be, but the more we study, mas makita na to din, we can see, specifically those whom Paul described as toiling among you, taking the lead over you spiritually, and admonishing you. This is more the work of the pastor. And the key word here, Paul used the word appreciate. We remember that the month of October is Pastor's Appreciation Month. Although this month also, the month of October, is being uh, celebrated as Teacher's Month. That's why early this month, the church, we celebrated Teacher's Month. And so they did something to recognize the work of the pastor as a teacher. Here we are reminded, now, you know, I, I remember this because a few days ago, my friend who was a pastor, Dungan uh, Ming Anaga intern before, that was 1989, I was having my internship in Hilomos Leyte, and he was having his internship in Bye Bye Leyte. And so frequent, uh, frequently we, we, we see each other before. Now, seeing each other means a lot because later in, in the ministry, when I was already teaching in the seminary in Mazen City, 
he was also working in uh, one of the towns there. And so we, we have this close relationship. And he reconnected with me through Facebook. And I just learned that he and his wife are already in Cambodia uh, serving as missionaries in Phnom Penh. And he was the one who greeted me. Happy Pastor's Month by. So he remembered me and so I replied, same to you because we're, we are the same. And so we, we chatted a while and I said, I just, I'm just glad that we are still in the ministry. And especially for him, that he is uh, in the mission field working as missionary. It's, it's not easy. It's quite hard to be a missionary working as a missionary and learning the language, the native language in Cambodia and serving people. October is Pastor's Appreciation Month. We should not forget that. But here, the Apostle Paul tried to emphasize about appreciation. Now, talking about appreciation, what can we learn? Nanong gi-emphasize ni Apostle Paul ang appreciation. To appreciate those Ingoni Paul toiling among you and taking the lead over you, the ones admonishing you. Kinsaman ang naghihimo nini kaninyo. Mauna angay ninyong i-appreciate. So, let's understand what it is to appreciate. So, makita na to number one, the emphasis of Apostle Paul, makita as yung gigamit niya tense. Paul used the perfect tense. You know, if, if I were to analyze this, Paul could have used the present tense so that it will be uh, or it will become a practice. You know, paulit-ulit, pabalik-balik. But why did Paul use, why did he use the perfect tense? Because of the emphasis of the perfect tense. The perfect tense conveys a completed action that has lingering effects or that leaves an ongoing result or condition. You see? Even in the English grammar, it's the same. A perfect tense conveys a completed action. But in that completed action, it did not stop or it does not stop there. It is a completed action but it has lingering effects and that leaves an ongoing result or condition. So this speaks of the continuance of the effect of the action. And so the eye, kining maingon tanga, although, giyon sa mani pag-apply karong panahuna. Now, bag-o malang ni, wala mani sa una. Wala ni sa una kining giyon nga pastors appreciation month. And usually what, the, what churches do, 
Naghimo silang mga special na mga celebration sa Pastors Appreciation Month. You know, I just saw uh, Osaka Post, uh, the church nga among gihaguan ni tatay dito sa Leyte before we left Leyte. Nga ilang gi pasidunggan, ilang gi appreciate ang ilang pastor, nga mo'y gibili ni tatay dito nga mahimong pastor. O proud kayo siya nga iyang gi-display, nagpa-picture siya, gi-post nila, unsay pag-express sa ilang appreciation sa ilang pastor. O gang iyang gi-display, gihatagan siya mga libro, books. Ang buti pa sa buti ay ngano perfect tense yung gigamit ni Apostle Paul. Because to appreciate, the idea is you do it once. Diliput once and for all. For example, this year, when you appreciate, you appreciate. Now, it so happened na ang Pastor's Month or the celebration of Pastor's Appreciation Month is towards the end of the year. But it says that because you, Paul, use the perfect tense, not only that we appreciate pastors, church leaders, only good for one month. We celebrate it, we appreciate, and then the effects are ongoing. The result or condition ongoing. We do not stop. You do not stop appreciating those who labor, those who toil for you. Now we see another emphasis because of the essence of the action. You know, when I look at the lexicon, I try to determine what is really the meaning of to appreciate. Not only did Paul use the perfect tense, but the definition of to appreciate or appreciation. I find these three words. The essence of the action talks about knowledge. And so it, uh, you know, out of curiosity, I, I ask myself, why is it that appreciation is connected with knowledge? And so I dig deeper and I found these three words reflected in the word appreciate or appreciation. The first word is to know or know. Now remember, in the word of God, when that word is used, knowledge, knowing, it speaks of relationship. When the word of God declares that God knew us, dili lang kanaingon nga nakaila ang ginokanato by name, kundili ang ginoodon ay special relationship with His people. And so when I look here, the essence of the action, meaning knowledge, means to know when we want to appreciate, we need to know them. 
And I believe this speaks about love and respect. Can you separate love and respect? You cannot respect somebody whom you do not love. And remember, we do not just know by name. We do not just know by circumstances. God's people must have that deep and meaningful relationship with the ones who labor for them. I remember part of this instruction in the Word of God. I also remember in uh, Hebrews chapter 13. Let me just mention this because I just uh, remember this. Because in verse 17, the writer mentions about submission to the authority and obedience to the leaders. And then the, the writer mentions about do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. Now, why did the writer mention that in the ministry and serving God, being leaders of his people, pastors, workers, is a burdensome work? Kapoy kainga trabaho. Just imagine the what we call the magnanimity of the ministry and the work. Kapoy gani magdalagusalang kapamilya. Much more a leader carries in his shoulders all the families within the local church. The concerns. Not only the spiritual concerns, even the physical concerns, the emotional concerns, and even the financial concerns. That's why the ministry becomes burdensome. And I believe this is really something of significance that Paul wanted to emphasize. To love and respect those who lead kanagiingon sa pulong sa ginodinhi nga taking the lead over you see spiritual leaders especially Paul mentioned about admonishing not only to know them not only to have a deeper and meaningful relationship with your spiritual leaders the next word that I found here is the word aware, to be aware. To be aware of what? To be aware of their labor. Because remember, Paul used these words, toiling, admonishing, nakabalubayagin mo nga dili ilalim, Magdala og tao. That's why there are those who do not want to lead. 
Because leadership is a very burdensome work. Dili isa yun mo lead ang tao, dili isa yun mo correct ang tao, dili isa yun mo rebuke ang tao because it always involves conflict and pain. You know, especially kita ng mga, mga Pinoy. Kultura na nato na, kinaiya na nato na, you know, because we are described as people na ngatong kultura, gitawag kitag shame culture. Magiwawan kay ta. O dili ta gustong pakaawawan, pakaulawan. Mauna nga maulawan ganita at ubangan sa mga tao, dako yun na kaaway. Tungod kay mauna ang atong kultura, mga sensitibo kita. That's what also makes the ministry hard, the ministry of admonishing. Abin niyo sa yun lang mag-admonish? Admonishing means not only leading in, in teaching, apil na diha ang, ang rebuke, apil na diha ang correction. Kaya daghang tao dili gusto magpa-correct. Daghang mga tao nga mga gahig, mga ulo, gahig, mga kasing-kasing, Gusto, magbuot yun sa ilang gusto. And that's what makes also the ministry toilsome. That's why Paul used the word toiling. You know, when, when you look at the meaning of the word to toil or toiling, laboring, wow. With all the pain, with all the burden, naadiha. Kanang-kanang toiling, mas makita na itong expression diha sa mga farmers. Bitaw. Kanang mga farmers nga naghahagog yung maayo. Pagpananom, especially kanabitong uh, pag-prepare sa yuta, kini mga mag-uuma, farmers, kanang magtanom, especially magtanom sila o uh, humay, how they prepare the land, the soil, di ba? gahi nga yuta no mauna ang word nga toiling maghago gyud mo di ka kakitag farmer nga sinaw kaayo panit nga hamis kay panit nga puti kayo under the heat of the sun toiling just like the fishermen and so brethren, ingon sa pulong sa ginoo, Paul reminded them to be aware of their labor. Do not forget how they labor for you. Going beyond even the limits. The work of a pastor, the work of a spiritual leader has no boundary when it, when it comes to time. Always on call 24-7. And also the third word that Paul used as we look at the essence of this word appreciation or to appreciate, the word to behold. Behold. To behold their present condition. You know, it's so what we call 
um, quite noticing. Ngayon, the ministry is just like one-way traffic. Na expected kanunay na ang church leader, ang pastor may kanunay mga musta sa miyembro. That's why one time, tatay raised that question. Nga naman nga mga members, kanunay man mangita nga ang ilang pastor mga musta, mutanaw sila mga kahintang. Ngunit, what about the members also doing that sa ilang pastor? And I also believe in that. Because part of the meaning of appreciation is to behold what it is to behold. Kumusta na ang inyong pastor? Naabas sa maayong pagbati, naabas sa may kahimtang. Unsa'y ginaagian sa inyong pastor? Unsa'y ginabati? Mauni ang mga questions na Paul wanted these young believers to not only to recognize but to take into heart. That's why una gigamit ni Paul na pulong is appreciation. And then secondly in verse 13, not only the word appreciation but admiration. And to esteem them exceedingly in love because of their work and be at peace among yourselves. What does it mean to esteem, to admire? Now, in the NIV, ang iyang pagka-translate, to hold them in highest regard. And that's one of the meanings of the word esteem. To hold in highest regard. Now, think about this. As a believer, as part of the body of Christ, as a member of the church, do you hold your pastor in highest regard? Or do you take him for granted? Secondly, the meaning is to show utmost respect in love now look here and to esteem them exceedingly in love not just because of their authority that members in the body of Christ believers must submit to the delegated authority of pastors ingon sa pulong sa Ginoo there must be love in submission And also, do not forget this. Admiration to esteem exceedingly. Remember this, there is a warning. Not to lift a hand against them. Against the pastors against the church leaders, the spiritual leaders. Why? Because of their anointing. Literally and figuratively. I remember this portion 
in 1 Samuel chapter 24 in verse 6 because this account tells us what happened when uh, King Saul was pursuing David and he wanted to kill David and at this point of time medyo na corner ni David si King Saul nagpahulay sa Osaka Cave because when you try to read gikan sa verse 1 makita nato ni kauban ni Saul ang mga mga soldiers in verse 3 he came to the sheep pens along the way a cave was there and Saul went in to relieve himself giabot to kalibangon si King Saul sumitago so my CR So ang cave mo iyang getuan. Verse 4, the men said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, to King David, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then, then David crept up and noticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. In verse 6, he said to them, to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. See? Nagilti si King David kayangi putol ang portion lang gani sa robe ni Saul. David did not touch him, did not inflict a wound, but he was conscience-stricken. And so he, he remembered nga dili pwede nga tandugon ang dinihugan sa ginoo. To appreciate, to admire, especially admiration to esteem, is not to lift a hand literally and figuratively I also remember the time of the prophet Elisha makita nato na sa pulong sa ginan so brethren let us remember that Paul wanted them to remember as they continue watching for the return of Christ They must not be complacent when it comes to their attitudes toward the church leaders. Secondly, Paul mentions also about attitudes toward the weak in faith, verses 14 and 15. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened, help the weak, Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. But always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Paul emphasized also here, what are those attitudes essential toward the weak in faith? Remember the description na sila dito 
kasagaran sa ila, mga luya pa sa pagtuo, kay mga bagko pa sila. And so Paul wanted to emphasize their attitudes toward the weak brethren. First of all, Paul mentions about admonishing the unruly. Kinsaman ang mga unruly. Those who are insubordinate religiously. How to admonish? That means to caution or reprove gently. Sa ato pa kini mag-deal kita o mga bago pa sa pagtuo, kanang mga gitong maluyahon pa sa pagtuo, we must deal with them gently. Even when we try to rebuke, when we try to correct. Maunagin ko ni Apostle Paul nga warning. Pero kanang pag-warning is to admonish, meaning to do it gently. Also, Paul mentions about encouraging or encouragement. Kinsa may dapat i-encourage? I-encourage ang mga disheartened. Dili lang itong mga pasaway, badlungon, gently. Pero i-encourage po ka nang itawag ng mga, you know, in the original, in the Greek, the word is faint-hearted or little-spirited. That's why ang ubang translation renders timid. To comfort or console the little-spirited or feeble-mindedness. Kaya nabitang, mayingunta nga little-spirited because that's very literal. Nga, di pa kaya kasabot sa mga pagbadlong. Mas nagkinahanglan pa silang encouragement. So, kinahanglan nga i-comfort kining mga maloyahon diha sa pagtuo. kay ang church mostly maloyahon pa sa pagtuo. And thirdly, Paul mentions about helping the weak. Helping the weak. Sabuti pa sabuti Apostle Paul, meaning to care for, to hold fast, the strengthless mo nang iyang pag-describe. Literal, figurative, and moral. Wala kaayoy kusog. Na may kusog pero gamay lang. Mauni ang gitawag ng mga immature believers. Nga nung immature sila? Because they are still new in the faith. Gikonsider sila ni Paul ng mga weak in faith or weak in the faith. And so, kinahanglan po nga kita ato nga pamalandungan ng maayo how we deal with the weak in faith. We must admonish the unruly. Kung naamay mga mapabadlong mga pasaway, we must rebuke, we must reprove them gently. We must encourage those kanagingon na weak o kasing-kasing. Dali maluya. Dali mapandol. We must be gentle, comforting, consoling the little spirited, the feeble-minded, and helping those believers who are kanagiging on nga with little strength only. And also Paul mentions here number four. Kinahanglan pa o mas taas-taas na pasensya. 
Be patient with everyone. You know, in the, in the Greek, the word there is long-suffering. Suffering long. Being long-suffering to the weak, meaning, mag-deal ganit kita o mga, mga malayohon pa sa pagtuo, kinahanglan yun nga taas kaayo ang pasensya. Kinahanglan nga mo suffer yun o taas-taas. We must bear the burden of, you know, caring for the weak at imanunyod ang mga maloyohon pa diha sa pagtuo. Kaya wala pa kanisla igong kusog nga matubang o mga dagko nga mga pressure sa kinabuhi. And lastly, Paul mentions about pursuing the good. Now, unsa giingon ni Paul din his verse 15, make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong. There must never be in the body of Christ kanangingon nga retaliatory spirit avenging you know pagpanimalos but always pursuing what is good toward one another but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else maokini ang mga attitudes Referring to those who are weak in faith or in the faith. Brethren, part of being protected from complacency, we do not just rejoice at itong mga accomplishments. Kinahanglan na particular kita, caring kita, comforting kita, nag-aatiman kita, ilabinas sa mga luya pa diha sa pagtuo. Kinahanglang taas ang atong pasensya, taas ang atong pagpailob sa mga tao na ingoniana ang kahimtang spiritually. Now, thirdly, Paul mentions about attitudes in these challenging times. Para kanila o para kanato. We are also in these challenging times. And we have these instructions from the Word of God. And so brethren, Paul is trying to steer the minds of the believers there. Sa ilang paghulat sa ginoo, nagatubang sila grabbing ang mga persecutions, pressures, and then temptations from this pagan culture. Mauna kini, ingon sa pulong sa ginoo, number one, In these challenging times, they must have constant or consistent joyful spirit in all situations. That's why we see here in verse 16, rejoice always. Pagkalipay sa tanang panahon. Pagkalipay kanunay. Having a joyful spirit and that having a joyful spirit must be consistent. Unchanging, walay pagkausap. In all situations, whether good or bad, there's always that joy. Even and especially in times of pain, in times of afflictions, there must always be joy. When we are going through and facing difficult situations in life, especially 
involving pain, emotionally, uh, physically, there must always be joy in our hearts. And also in verse 17, makita natong sa mga instruction ni Paul when it comes to these challenging times, pray continually. We must have a continual or kanagingon nga uninterrupted prayer life. You know, remember, praying and to pray is just like you are always breathing for you to live. You fail to breathe, you will die. The same spiritually, you fail to pray, dali kang mamatay spiritually. You will easily die spiritually. You will easily lose that strength, that energy spiritually, that power, when you do not have this what we call uninterrupted prayer life. Always check your prayer life. Do you pray every day? Not only every day, but every situation you're facing. Always go to God in prayer. Not only asking wisdom, asking guidance, asking strength, but that discernment from the Holy Spirit, what should be our response to different situations in life. Especially during the pandemic, you know, din hina test good ang ato mga responses, our spiritual responses to these difficult times. Have we lost that power because many times we fail to pray because nakafocus ta sa ato mga situations? Brethren, ingon pa sa pulong sa ginoo, padayon sa pag-ampo, pray continually, and in verse 18, Ingon sa pulong sa ginoo, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Having a constant or unrelenting gratitude to God in everything. Are you grateful to God? Sa tanan nga panghitabo sa iyong kinabuhi. Do you always give thanks to God? Kining tulo ka mga sugo, di ba naghisgot ni og situations? Rejoice in the Lord always, just like what Paul mentions also in Philippians 4 verse 4. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice always. Every situation, all situations. Always pray sa tanang sitwasyon. Huwag sa tanang panghitabo, ingon sa pulong sa gino, pagpasalamat. Mapasalamaton sa gino sa tanang panghitabo. But Paul is not finished when it comes to our attitudes in these challenging times. He also includes being submissive to the working of the Holy Spirit. If we look at verse 19 and 20, do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt. Do not quench the spirit, do not put 
the spirits fire out. Ayaw palunga. Buti pa sabot, do not stifle the work of the Holy Spirit in anyone's life. Ayaw pug niya balang ispirito. Do not play the role of the Holy Spirit sa upang mga tao. Submit to the work of the Holy Spirit. You know, there are times when we allow people to suffer because of the consequences. You know, gusto mo nato nga saluon ang consequences sa mga kasaypanan. But you know, people need to learn the lessons. Allow the Holy Spirit to teach, to teach them the lessons they deserve. People must need to go through situations in life to learn. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Do not interfere. Do not stifle the work of the Holy Spirit. Be submissive to the working of the Holy Spirit in somebody's life, in another person's life. And lastly, verses 21 and 22, on sa gingon sa pulong sa ginoo, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. Buti pasabot mga kaigsunan sa pulong sa ginoo, being serious in holding on to the good. Kanang kuptan gyud, gunitan gyud, unsa ang maayo, unsa ang tama. Huwag kang bumitaw, ayaw-ayaw buhii ang unsa gigunitan ni mo because when you loosen your grip, it leads you to complacency. This means that ingon sa pulong sa gino, test everything. Testing everything to be true or false. Do not just absorb everything as true. Dilitan ng mabasa ni mo sa Facebook, dilitan ng posts. Theologically correct. Always be discerning. Always test. And also avoiding tempting situations. If you run into situations, if you encounter situations, nanama temptations, you better avoid. Run. Just like what Joseph did when the wife of Potiphar seduced him. Avoid tempting situations. But just concentrate on obeying God. That's what God wants us to do. So this concludes all the attitudes essential when it comes to our protection against complacency. These are God's commands. We must have these attitudes. And so God wants us to be in conformity with and to the commands of God. Now, the last portion of this chapter speaks of our consecration of the entire person. Maunang makasali kita, we can trust 
that we are protected from complacency if we just do our best because there is already promised and still God is doing kiningingon na consecration of the entire person from verse 23 to verse 28 now look at verse 23 this is in a form of a benediction ingon sa pulong sa ginoo may God himself the God of peace sanctify you through and through may your whole spirit soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ wow what did Christ do for us and to us? There is what we call cleansing. We have been cleansed. Og remember, padayan panaghinlo ang ginoo. Still, God continues cleansing us because God is cleansing us through and through. And that is absolute consecration. Absolute cleansing. There are those who would argue ngang tao daw, gitawag lang siya duha ka mga parts. No. That's why nabilong gihapon is a theory. The dichotomy and the, the, the trichotomy. The bipartite or tripartite theory. Duharan daw ka bahin the, the immaterial and the material, the spirit and the body. But here Paul mentions the three. That God cleanses. God cleansed already. The total being, the total person, body, soul, and spirit. That is absolute cleansing by God himself. And we have this absolute confidence na kita i-preserve sa ginoo from ruin, from destruction because of complacency. Ingon sa pulong sa ginoo, God Himself, Our whole body, spirit, soul be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I preserve kita ang iyang paghinlo ka na tuhangtod mo balik ang ginoo until He comes again. That's the absolute protection of God. As long as we do our part, we do our best in excellence. We protect ourselves also. Dapat walay, walay complacency nga makita sa itong kinabuhi. Always pursue what is good in excellence. And God is doing His part. Cleansing us. Every time we are contaminated, every time nga mamansahan kita because of sin, because of failures, God is always there to cleanse us. Cleanse through and through and we are also cared by faithfulness. This is the last. Cared by faithfulness. God is always faithful. Ingon pa sa verse 24, 
The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Mona nga tong gina hinumdom as we sang the songs. You are so faithful, O Lord God. Ingon pa sa pulong sa Ginoo, our God is always faithful. The one who calls us to salvation is faithful. The one who calls us to sanctification is faithful. Not only the faithfulness of God, there is, there is also God's faithfulness because of His grace. The grace of God makita ang iyong faithfulness in providing strength when we're facing persecutions. When we are going through temptations, God is faithful to provide power to overcome, just like the believers in Thessalonica. Brethren, God is always faithful to each one of us. Always believe, always trust that God is faithful. Never rely on your own strength. Never try to loosen your grip. Kanang luaganin mo imong pagkupot. Diha sa mga saad sa gino in God's promises, God remains faithful until the end because God, His character is always faithful. His grace always abounds. Praise God. May God bless His word as we continue to study, as we continue to meditate. Hinaot pang ginoo magpadayon sa pagpanalangin ka nato. Let us pray.